Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, can you believe it? We have made it to episode 75 of the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. We just got a let's go from Kyle Schultz in the background as he's eating his Subway, watching me record this podcast. I'm checking in, Tommy Coughlin here on episode 75 with my man, Jack Agner. Jack, how we doing? How we feeling? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be here on the Mean Joe Green episode 75. That's right, that's well, right. That's a big That's a big deal. I think that's uh, that's saying something about this podcast. We've been able to string it along this far, and I think we're just hitting our stride, to be honest. Hey, I think I've said this before, I'm not really tuned in like a regular listener to any podcast out there. I do create this one, and I have, since I've started this, I've tried to pick and choose a few to like take notes from and like look at things I like, what I don't like. Like you guys may have noticed um, in the last couple episodes, I add like little transitions that go like whoosh in between like conversations. I found that in a different podcast, I thought that was cool, so I, I stole that. But things like that, just to pick up on. And uh, anyway, I don't know how many podcasts out there that with our with our niche fan base, you know, we are dedicated. We're not giving up. We are building this thing the right way, 75 episodes deep. And it's not like we've grown exponentially. It's not like we got 100,000 listeners every episode. We're not rolling in the dough off this podcast by any means. <laughs> we're, we're building this thing right, and we're, we're dedicated to, to making it work. So thank you guys for sticking with us week in and week out. Really appreciate it. And I love uh, meeting listeners, hearing from listeners. And uh, big shout-out to Jack for being along my side the entire way. Yes, sir. Can't wait till we add 75 more. We're at 150. Oh my Won't that gosh. be a treat? 75 more weeks. If we did one per week for 75 weeks, that'd be about another, ye- a little over a year. That'd be like yep. spring 2023. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I wonder what we'll be talking about on that one. I might be mar- married with kids by that point, Jack. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It is crazy to think about, though. 75 episodes is a lot. That's a lot of episodes. It is a lot. Now that you put it in perspective, honestly, because you put the thought of just 52 weeks in a year yeah. in my head, that makes, that's, you know, that's a considerable think, amount of time. Think, that's about, gone into think about the MLW YouTube channel. I think we're north of 400 videos on that. That is nuts. And like, yeah, the last like hundred, at least over a hundred, like 30 minutes each. Like it's crazy. How much that doesn't even seem like a lot, in my opinion, when you when you think about like the amount of subscribers when and you- like also other popular YouTubers. Like we only put out videos in season once a week. Mm-hmm. So we just been doing I, it I feel so like long. a lot of fame. Yeah, I feel like a lot of more popular YouTubers put out like at least two videos a week, at least. Some do. Some do. Depending on depending on what it is that they're doing, but yeah. Um. 400 honestly I would have guessed it was more than that if you if you told me to guess I think in we, 10 years I think we, so. I think this summer we were on like the 390 range like in Oklahoma I remember announcing it to the people that were watching that series live I remember mm-hmm. saying the number I think now we're north of 400 yeah. but that's nuts that's awesome. and um, like I said a lot of those are long videos very high quality a lot of a lot of hours went into those things to just put into perspective about an hour of editing per minute of MLW content. I can't imagine how many minutes of MLW content are out there now, let alone this podcast now is 75 hours. So like that's <laughs> nuts. And at least for me, I'd say about an hour podcast only takes about two hours to edit. Usually from the time I sit down at the Schultz's house to the time I click upload is about a three hour process. So this is light work compared to the YouTube video by far. Before we get into our little episode 75 festivities today, right on theme, we got to talk about last week. We got wrapped up in conversation. A lot was happening. The Houston trip. The Lions won. We didn't even give them a shout out yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> the Lions won a game. I know. Can you believe we didn't it? Even, I know. I, to, I We literally hung up after the podcast, and I was like, oh my gosh, we didn't talk about the biggest thing the, that happened the entire weekend. Oh, dude, it and, was great. I didn't get to watch the game, but I remember checking my phone. We were like, we were in the lead, as yeah. always. I'm like, we're going to blow it. We're going to blow it. I saw we blew it, and then I refreshed my ESPN app, and I just see final score. Lions beat the Vikings. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember at the tournament, I'm like walking from field to field, and I just go, the Lions won. I just yelled it. <laughs> I was so happy. It was it was incredible because, like, I, I, me as well, I was kind of busy, so I didn't get to watch the full game. I was able to catch probably, I would say, the last third of the fourth quarter. Oh, if so you're following me stuff. here, so – yeah, and it was just so funny because it was 
you know, we talk about how every time it's like the Lions find a new way to lose. Mm-hmm. And at, at one point we we go for it with not very much time remaining on the clock in our own zone on fourth down. Mm-hmm. That ends up turning into a Vikings touchdown for them to take the lead. So here again, it's like, oh, just found another way to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was less than a minute Jared Goff had to work with going down. And the Vikings just basically pull a fresh play card out of the Lions defense. And it's just like, we're just going to let them score. We're not even going to pick them up until after they caught, they crossed the goal line. And look, I mean, it, it, they did their job. They definitely let us score. It was honestly, I wasn't believing my eyes how easy of a touchdown that was. I agree. I still watch it back and don't understand what happened. Um, <laughs> it was, reminds me of something the Lions would do. Like what was your That's what I'm saying. Yeah. there? But anyway, we'll take it. Um, we're in the win column. We don't really need to win any more games now. We got the monkey off our back. Now we're just looking for the yep. number now one draft tank. pick. Now we can tank. Yep. So as they did a great job on Sunday this week, got absolutely yep. demolished by the Broncos. So um, And another plus in that is we completed the palindrome in our record. Our record is now a full palindrome, 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. Do you know what a palindrome is, Tom? You're looking questioning. Hannah is a palindrome. Yes, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) Now our our record is a full palindrome. So that'll probably, that will last a week. Um, But that's something to keep an eye on. I think it's pretty cool. Hannah, the Lions record, race car. Jack, you got any more? Uh, I, I, I hit the famous ones. I think race car, race car was the one yeah, that I think I was going to go with. I think there's another one that I can't remember at the moment. That's like a longer word, and actually, it works out. Maybe it's a phrase, but anyway, <laughs> Jack and I wanted to plan something a little special, and you know, no fresh MLW content to talk about besides one shining moment. If it's that, check it out. But it's our little, you know, March Madness type spinoff on the playoffs. Check that out. But 75 episodes. So Jack said, "What can we do?" to incorporate, you know, the big 7-5. What can we do that's exciting to listen to, talk about, all that jazz? So we decided here to kick off the episode to list off our seven favorite things about MLW, and then we're going to follow it up with five things that we want to improve on in the league. So seven pluses, five minuses for the old 75. Uh, I think we have seven each written down. Maybe we'll combine for our top seven, but Jack, I'll let you kick it off, and this is in no particular order. What's one thing you love about MLW? Um, well, I do think there's probably going to be a little bit of overlap, uh, between our things. Absolutely. Yes. The number, the first thing, like you said, not in any order, but the first thing that I did write down uh, about my favorite things about MLW is just the history. I think it's really cool how quickly the league has grown in recent years, but it makes it even cooler when you actually understand how far the league has come and how long ago relatively it actually started. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I wrote down is just, I just, I feel like the league's got a lot of history. Ton that's of history. what makes, that's what makes it, you know, what it is today, um, which I think some people sort of gloss over because mm-hmm. it's gotten a lot more popular in recent years, but that was what I wrote down for my first one. No, that's a, that's a great point. And um, I think once again, the YouTube channel is evidence of the history of it. I know a lot of people have like things they did throughout their childhood or throughout their teenage years that, you know, they have memories of. But cool for us is we have it pretty documented on the Internet so you can go back and actually see the physical history. Um, it's, a great, it's a great point. I actually didn't have that on my list, but, you know, I always Perfect. think about that. So, but, for example, I think we were in, it was at Houston, I believe, and one of the parents came up to Mr. Schultz and was like, isn't it cool to see your kids kind of grow up right in front of your eyes on the YouTube channel? And Mr. Schultz was like, yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. I can go back and click a video from 10 years ago. And uh, it's like he's got all his home videos on YouTube. Basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, so, okay. Great start, Jack. I love it. All right. Um, what do you got for me? I got one that kind of piggybacks off that. But for our number two thing we love about MLW, um, I wrote down the memories that I've gained along the way. Just um, so it's a couple of notables I have written down here is um, the walk-off home run I hit in the World Series in 2012. I feel like every kid kind of dreams of hitting a walk-off to win a World Series, you know, growing up. And uh, no, it wasn't in the MLB. It wasn't for a high school state championship, but it was in the MLW, and it felt just as special at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, other good memories are coming back from the 2-0 lead with the Mallards in 2017, you know, my first year back in the league with some of my best friends next to me at the time. Um, 
you know, that's something I'll never forget. That day, just the craziness of it, the probability of that happening and just how it all went down. That was just, those are the moments that you chase in life of the adrenaline rush and just the feeling of, of glory, oh, yeah. the glory deep down in your heart. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, you've been in the league for a lot longer than I have in and out, obviously. But uh, I totally agree that some of the memories that I've made playing wiffle ball, I never, I never thought I would uh, cherish the way that I do, especially that just the fact that I even got in the league was uh, kind of, you know, just a chance opportunity that happened. Mm-hmm. And and here I am today now being a co-host of a podcast for this thing. So <laughs> the, the, me- the memories definitely do add up. That's something I actually didn't have written down, but I think should certainly be on the board of the top seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it. I don't want mentions, honestly. I, I had written down, yeah. too, was um just playing with Kyle on the Wildcats growing up. That was just so much fun, just being kids. I was yeah. too... Even if we, well, the competition was unfair a little bit, it was still so much fun. And um, and honestly, this podcast has been a good time, too. So I'm sure we'll look back yeah. on this when me and Jack are sitting at a bar 10 years from now on episode 500 and say, man, this podcast has been a journey. <laughs> has been a journey. <laughs> but yeah, the memories for sure. All right, yeah. your turn, I Jack. think, uh, yeah, I think building off the memories and just, you know, you mentioned some specific ones with specific people, but just the community of the league as a whole, like mm-hmm. everyone in the league, obviously we're competing, but we're all like, we support each other a lot. And it's kind of like, you know, we, we all have one common goal really. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I think that's something that makes MLW special. Like at the end of the day, we are competitors, but at the same time, it's almost like we're all on the same team. If that makes sense. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. And I had the same thing written down. So like to add on to what you said, um, I think what's unique about, you know, the community of MLW is that, yes, we're all very competitive and it is competitive and tense, but like at the same time, it also has like a very fun and easygoing like vibe to it. It's really hard to explain because mm. like in high school sports or like competitive travel sports I played, um, you know, you don't know who you're playing against. You don't know your opponent. It's just you and your team. And it's just like, you know, who cares about them? Let's just go out there and destroy them kind of thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, we want to win and destroy the other team in MLW. But at the same time, like you have a relationship with everybody out there on the field. So it's just a really special thing to be a part of. Yeah, I agree. And I think we do a good job of like, like everyone picks everyone up and recognizes people when they deserve recognition. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like we obviously want the content to be competitive, but I think we've done a good job in the league balancing the, Mm -hmm. uh, the feelings of competition towards one another while also you know, keeping in mind the the end goal of, of having a good time and, and building a brand ultimately. Yep, I agree 100%. All right, moving on to item number four. I'm trying to whittle down my list to my favorites. Um, we can also do some honorable mentions at the end, but I got to give a shout out to the fan base. I think that's got to be one of my favorite things about MLW is just how fortunate we are to, you know, be doing this thing, which is a great time with our friends and our community but to have, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of people be able to enjoy it and get to know us along the way and support us and, um, you know, feel that emotion with us, I think is something we never take for granted. And, uh, you know, something we always dreamed of when we were 10 years old, filming the games and uploading them. You know, we always yeah. just wanted a million view video. We wanted, you know, fans, and all that kind of stuff. So to see it unfold has just been, you know, you know, something that we're very lucky to have experienced. But Absolutely. I mean, fan base has got to be on this list. Like mm-hmm. not only not only is our fan base growing every year, but you know, like uh, last week you talked about the the fan, the day one fan that mm-hmm. you that you got to actually meet in person. Like a good percentage of this fan base, I would say, I don't know the actual metrics, but I've been around for a long time and have seen the league grow as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the fan base that that has to make this list. For sure. And I think what's really cool about our fan base, too, is, um, you know, it's it's mostly, you know, it's usually, you know, kids, teenagers, some adults even. It's a decent spread, but let's say our typical fan is maybe a, a 14 or 15-year-old kid. And I think what's probably the coolest thing, and I'm sure Kyle would agree with me, is um, hearing about the kids that, you know, started their own wiffle ball league. Even if there's no YouTube channel involved with it or anything like that, but it's just so he- cool to meet kids and you're signing autographs and, like, I started my own league and I have, you know, mm-hmm. six teams we play every Wednesday in the summers, like, that's just mm-hmm. wild to hear about, like, all the different wiffle ball leagues that have sprouted up around the country. And even, like, in our neighborhood here in, in Brighton, Michigan, we have, like, two fields that are up in other people's front yards now, too. And I think they're tuned into all things MLW. So, um, 
it's just really unique. I don't know. I think every every you know content creator has their own kind of you know niche and fan base, and I'm sure everyone has different experiences. But I really um, think that our fans are supportive, extremely supportive for the most part. Um, they pick each other up. They you know enjoy each other's companies in the comment sections and on Discord. Like I said, they started their own leagues. Um, it's just I don't know. It's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool community we've got. Yeah, I think so too. Because also, I mean, if you look at it strictly from a YouTube standpoint and less from a sports standpoint, it's really cool that we're able to do these tournaments and fan meet and greets because a lot of YouTubers, you know, they might do like a, a fan meetup every once in a while, mm -hmm. but it's not like they are able to like always put on events and stuff where you can really interact like on a you know, semi one-on-one -on -one basis for, for a small time with these fans. I think that's also what makes it so like, um, so close, like the fan, like I mentioned the community, but I feel at the same time, the fan base is part of that community. Yeah, they are 100%. And, um, yeah, you yeah. mentioned how a lot of other YouTubers haven't done like as much fan interaction as we've done with the tournament circuit and stuff like that. And I would have to say, you know, it is, you know, it does take a hit in terms of, like, the content we could be doing here. You know what I mean? Like, it's a sacrifice to go to these tournaments, but at the same time, it's a no-brainer. We love mm -hmm. meeting the fans and getting to play against the fans and watching the fans play and just interacting with the people that support us. It's um, I think it's super important and something we, we love to do. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a no-brainer for us, I think, at this point with the, with the positive experiences we've had. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're American fan base on the list yep. for sure. Okay. Um, I believe we are on number five now. We are on number five. Um, this one might not be on your list, but I think it's important. Okay. And it might overlap with a couple other things, but I just have the word professionalism written down. Okay, uh, because because um, while this is a very fun league and it is very – laid back uh, at times everything about the content and the the setup of the games and honestly actually going through the games is very professional like we're always looking to improve on uh anything that any weaknesses or opportunities to capitalize on mm -hmm. that's what a professional organization does you know kyle with his editing and his uh instagram graphics and like things like that is very consistent and professional it's all very clean cut i mean if you watch a, one of our videos it straight up looks like a espn you know cbs broadcast at this point mm -hmm. like it's that's kind of unmatched um for a lot of youtube channels and i just think like even though we have fun like you know we do kind of show up and it's like you got a job to do to like perform Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, game starts at this time, guys are showing up. And yeah, I think the league overall, even though we're not necessarily seasoned career veterans in the professional workplace, the the league as a whole has a lot of professionalism to it. Oh yeah, I think that's super cool. And um probably one of my individual like favorite parts of the league is kind of the professional side of it and the experiences I've had in that regard. And I don't want to get too much into it because it'll bore people and, um, you know, it's not all about me. I'm trying to get the seven favorite things from Jack and myself. But I will say that I think what's cool to have seen and to see over these last few years especially is kind of how that's grown amongst the group as more and more stuff needs to get done. Like, for example, now me and you working on this podcast and, you know, you're, you're writing a blog now, which is, I'm sure is helping with your writing skills. You get to touch on your comedic side. You know, that's something cool you get to do and improve on. Um, Warda who loves, you know, wasn't really into gaming and would watch people on Twitch, now has his own little Twitch channel through MLW where he gets to talk to some of our biggest fans and, you know, react to videos and that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Cratched and Jimmy Norp and Drew Davis are all, like, involved with, like, TikTok ideas and creating content in that regard. You know, everyone's developing professional skills in front of the camera in terms of, like, pregame interviews, um, you know, introducing themselves, getting comfortable public speaking. I look at a guy, like, um, the first one that comes to my head is Chris Cheatham. I felt like he was someone who was a bit more, um, nothing against Chris at all, but I'm the same way still even, but like more uncomfortable in front of the camera at first and a little bit more awkward. But I feel like the more he's done this series after series, he's become much more comfortable and more himself in front of the camera, which is super cool to see. And that'll help him in his whole life, you know, with business interactions, job interviews, interviewing people, all that kind of stuff. I think he's a lot more comfortable in his own shoes now than he was before. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even really think about that when I, when I brought up this point, but 
for sure. You can totally see the the changes amongst the players who have mm-hmm. been in the league for a few years, just in terms of like professionalism. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, those are very applicable skills, uh, you know, life, life beyond wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I stand by that for number five, professionalism. I do too. I do too. I think my number one goal professional wise is to, it has been for five years now and still is, is to talk slower. I, I used to fly. I'm slowly getting better, but I still talk too fast at times. And a lot of times when I try to slow down, I'll like stutter, which is really weird. But if I think about it too much, I like stutter. So yeah, that's something I've been working on in my professional skills with MLW for sure in front of the camera. I've definitely improved my professionality, I think. Okay. Uh, oh, I agree, Jack. Maybe, just, maybe not my vocabulary. You, you put but. that guy in a suit and tie. You you clean up that <laughs> beard. You know, give him a nice clean edge. He's looking like a million bucks. You kidding me? The speaking skills, the writing skills. Come on now. Come on. Okay, so that's five down. Two to go. I'm taking a look at my list here. I gotta say, we've almost hit everything I've talked about here. So for number six, I'm gonna say I'm gonna wrap these into one thing and kind of say that like, you know. We're in control. That's one of my favorite things about MLW is that we, we really rig do... everything. <laughs> exactly my point. All right, number seven, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is like, not just Kyle and myself, but really all the league members have a voice and we really do kind of do whatever we want to do. It's not like we're playing for some, you know, old guy who is telling us how he wants to do the business, where he wants this thing to go. You know, we really just, even with guys like Warda and guys like Jimmy who are brand new, we sit down, we collaborate ideas, and we try to figure out what the best move is for the league. When should we have more teams? Where should we have a tournament? How should we shoot this video? What, what do you guys want to see more of on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube? Like, we really get to control our own narrative and um, kind of just see where this thing goes from there. And it's um, really fun, I think. That's one of my favorite things about the league. Yeah, I, that's, I, I see, I did not have that written down. Um, I think that you might have a little bit more perspective on it, but that's totally true because, you know, how many organizations or, um, you know, potential business owners are maybe a little bit minimized with what they can do because they have, like you said, sort of a higher up, uh, you know, entity or power that's either kind of not controlling them, but more instructing them what to do. Mm -hmm. And for us in this league, I mean, the options and the the boundaries are limitless, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we anything that we really want to try, we can. And like you said, the open discussion forum sort of sort of like open innovation, I think, is really really uh, an advantage for for our channel overall and the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think, think that's, that's a good the cool thing about being a YouTuber, and I think Kyle would agree one hundred percent. Is like you're the content creator, upload whatever you want to upload, yeah. try whatever you want to try. I mean. It, it does take a balance because of, like, YouTube and the algorithm and what gets played more, which is, I guess, a bummer, you could say. But at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, this offseason, you're going to see one of, this is actually Kyle's idea, um, to, like, kind of do our tournament videos in a bit of a different way than before. You know, we're not going to upload each tournament individually. It'll be one cool, like, giant travel vlog, which I'm super excited for you guys to see. So nice. things like that, like... We can, you know, Kyle had this idea. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I would love to see something different in that regard and see how it performs. And now he's doing it. So, like, stuff like that is just super cool to, um, we can experiment and see what works, what doesn't work, and then move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think we're putting together a great little list here. I agree. But can you, can you top it off with the seventh and final one? Um, I, I feel like you probably had this written down in some way, shape, or form, but, um, I actually, I had these written down separate, but I think they kind of go together. I think just the, uh, one of my favorite things is the competition overall and the high level of skill and the high level of intensity when, when it, when we're actually playing, especially in the playoffs, really, it's, it's definitely elevated in the playoffs. The intensity is, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been in sports, obviously my whole life, I play division one lacrosse. One of the slight one of the black. most competitive one of the most <laughs> one of the most uh, competitive guys you will meet, and that could be either in lacrosse or if we're playing spoons at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm very competitive. So to come into a league like this, and every single day, it's like I got to work to compete. I really got to be on my game, or else I could could be embarrassed. 
Like, I love that part of the league where it's like you can't really show up and have an off day. Like, if you don't have your stuff, you're kind of going to get exposed. Yeah. And I, I, I just think that's really cool. As a very competitive person, it really lights a fire up, you know, underneath me to compete. So, oh, yeah, I see you, Jack. When you lace up those cleats, it's, it's game on. It's game, game on, on baby. Sometimes the shades go on, the headband. Yep. But, you, know, you know it. I like it too. I think. I took that for granted a little bit when I was still playing high school sports because I'm not I'm no D1 athlete like you are. So wiffle ball is all I got in terms of the competitive sports nowadays. But um yeah, it is it does like help um bring back the memories from baseball that I used to get of you know like your heart gets racing a bit. You got a big game coming up, you know, a lot on the line here, and just be, go out there and be an athlete and win a game for your team. Um, yeah, and I think that shows more too because like this year. Uh, I remember going out there for the first game and like I was like I haven't touched a wiffle ball in nine months and I made those two terrible errors and like that just shows like I get more nervous now because it feels more like a sporting event like uh, yeah like an organized sporting event compared to what it used to feel like in Kyle's front yard when I was like super confident nonchalant kind of thing um, so yeah it's definitely evolved over the years and now it's a you know real thing we got guys that have come in from different cities different states even now um, you know, about 37 players in the league or something like that, something like that nowadays. So it's crazy. And, uh, yeah. I think everyone really enjoys the competitive spirit and you see guys really get into it. Like Drew, yourself, bottom, I've seen get hype out there. Um, Kyle mm-hmm. Schultz, Jackson Pearson, everyone in that world series, you know, you could see the raw emotion mm-hmm. on the field. That's something you can't fake. Like just the rawness right. of how hype everyone was getting. And, um, it's hard to like create an environment like that. I feel like naturally, I guess it's hard to force an environment like that is what I'm trying to say. But you see it pour through and how bad these guys actually want to win out there, and I think that makes the content even better. So, yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorite things too, Jack. Good way to cap off the list. Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself. I think it's it's tough to create that, and I think that's why I uh, was inclined to put that on this list right here. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think t- you talked about like how you're competitive in spoons too, and yeah, that gets you fired up inside yeah. too. Or Jenga. But I or... think the fact like which tying into our other things on our list, but the fact that we have the fan base so tuned in, like it gives you something. You're not only playing for yourself and the guys next to you, but you're also like playing for the people that are at home, root really hard for you. So that's that's cool. Right, right, absolutely. Hit the nail on the head there, Tom. I love this list, Jack. I think we absolutely killed it. Um, do you have any honorable mentions you didn't get to talk about that are not in the top seven? Um, I had content written down just overall. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love the content. Um, I I guess I kind of talked about that a little bit with the professionalism, but, um, I think I had consistency written down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just not in the sense that it's like the same thing over and over again, because everything, you know, every video is very exciting. Mm-hmm. But just consistent in the fact where it's like, you know, every Friday it's an upload. I guess that kind of goes back to the professionalism, but it's like, it's, you know, graphics are consistent. The Instagram's consistent. The All the times of when things are posted is very consistent. Like it's overall just a well, well-run operation. Hey, if your consistency is your thing and you love that about this league, you got to go to Kyle's Instagram and shoot him a DM and thank him because it's tough to be consistent sometimes. A lot goes yeah. on. It's hard to keep on schedule. It's very hard. It's very hard. So shout out to Kyle in that regard. Um, things that I didn't talk about, we pretty much nailed it. Um, like I said, I said the one honorable mention that I would have was just um, the traveling aspect, getting to see some new places, doing the tournaments. Yeah. First time That's in Houston cool. was this this year. First time in Indianapolis was this year. First time out in Boston was an MLW trip. I saw Fenway Park. I saw Minute Maid Park. Heading down to the Phoenix area in a couple months. So that's that's my honorable mention is the traveling. But Good one. I love that list. Let us know, guys. DM us at Pipe It Up MLW. What do you think we missed? What's your favorite part about MLW? Okay, now, time for five things that we want to see improve in this league. Not necessarily that we don't like them, but things mm-hmm. that we want to see go in a, maybe a slightly different direction or in a better direction. I will kick us off here. Once again, in no particular order. Um, I know we got to cut it down to five total between me and you, Jack. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this has to go in the top five. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. First thing I wrote down, mosquito control. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. one thing we've got to fix. I down mosquitoes. <laughs> one thing that has got to be fixed next year is the amount of mosquitoes we have at the Meadows because it is a safety hazard and a health hazard. I don't want to say I mean, much it's, else. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting to the point where we're going to have to wear nets as our team uniforms. It's so bad. It's so, it's so, so and you can bad. like see it in the video too, especially at the end when people are like interviewing, like slapping the themselves. 
they're all just like slapping and like throwing their hands around their head. It's uh, so ridiculous. That definitely we need, we got to do something about that's that. That's literally in my top five things to improve on for next year: mosquito oh. control. All right, Jack. I think that's about. I also have that written down. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um, this one, I really I think this is a long overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a hat guy, I think we got to have team hats. Oh, okay. Like we need we need team hats. And if you don't want to wear it, if you're not like I don't want to wear a hat while I'm playing, that's fine. Don't mm-hmm. wear it. But for the guys who wear hats out there, and you got two different hats on, it's like. Come on, guys. The jerseys look so cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're going to throw on different hats on your head. I think that we need team hats. Okay. I like it. Jack's passionate about it. I already have yeah. an idea for some Mallard team hats this year. So I think we can do it. It's This is easily something we can pull off for the 2022 season. Team hats. Make them available on the MLW store. Kyle, you want to grab Yeah, exactly. Another Kyle, piece wanna, of merch. Like, you want to grab a mic here? Weigh in on this topic? Or just want to give me a nod? No comment from, no comment no comment from comment. the commission. Well, I'll have to work on the commission, guys, and make it happen for 2022. He says it does not mean no. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. We're on our way. That's a start. That's a start, boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got mosquito control, team hats, slash more, more of a collective uniform. Things mm-hmm. to prove on. Okay. Number three. I think it's another thing long overdue. And we've already discussed it a bit, so it's going to happen. But the scheduling and staying on time for everything of MLW. Jack, I'm sure you know as a player that sometimes things can be very hectic and uh, yeah. come together last minute, and then all of a sudden some guy can't come that day. Oh, my gosh, all of a sudden now text everybody we're playing tomorrow instead, and then someone else can't come. And it's just kind of a disaster. So I already have something in the works to try to solve that issue. But um, for the fans, they love the consistency. Every Friday at 4 o'clock, you yeah. got the videos. <laughs> for us players, that is not always the case. Sometimes it's we're playing three days in a row, bang, 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 and then like we're backlogged on videos. So um, that's one thing Kyle and I want to improve on in 2022 is uh, the scheduling of the league. So I'm sure it's been frustrating at times as a player. Yeah, you know, I think it, it has its pros and cons because the, the, the model, if you will, that we have now – provides for a lot of fluidity when Mm -hmm. there are maybe certain guys who, you know, mean a little bit more to the team than others and aren't going to be available on a certain day. So we got to switch the day Mm -hmm. um, to, in order to play or whatever. So I think it's good and bad. I think, you know, going forward to, to maintain that professionalism and consistency, having an actual, you know, lockdown schedule Mm -hmm. where there's no ifs, ands or buts, you got to show up is, it's probably a good idea. But, I mean, as, as we've seen in the state of Michigan, there's really nothing guaranteed. I mean, we had to play through oh, yeah. a tornado and another, like, major storm or whatever this year. So, I mean, anything can happen. Um, I think just the balance of fluidity and, uh, and you know, sort of a, a schedule is important. Yeah. And it, I don't think it'll be like a drop dead, this is the day you're playing. If you're not here, you're not playing kind of thing. Um, but, like... I just think we've gone in with a little too much flexibility at times. Then mm-hmm. it's just people aren't taking it serious enough. So I think the plan to kind of try to fix this and actually make an improvement is to kind of have, you know, I'm going to make some sort of calendar within Google. It'll be shared with all the players. You're going to mark out or like read out dates where you're not available. So then we'll have some sort of rough schedule on the calendar. And then if things come up, you know, you give us a two or three week notice, we'll try to make a change and slot you in where guys are available. But yeah. so, cause we, you know, we do care about the players and we understand that things happen and we don't want this to be the, um, you know, we don't want this to be a burden on you say, Oh, I can't do this or that day. Cause I have wiffle ball, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. be committed and, uh, do make this a priority, but, um, you know, we understand things yeah. happen. So just, that's, we're going to, we're, we're going to move towards more of a structure next summer is the plan. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Once again, we control it. It's up to us. So if we're sure. getting bad feedback from the players on that, we will go back to the way things were. True part that. Of the, part of the True flexibility, that. the greatest of the flexibility. But all right, Jack. Um, all right, your turn. We are on number four. Number four. Number four. Okay, so I am gonna go out on a whim and say that we have a similar one of this. So I'm gonna let you say that one. I'm gonna do a different one. Okay. Um, but I think just a couple ideas for like the off season. I know people obviously in the off season are uh, not necessarily in town 
all the time, but I think it would be really cool to have like off season scrimmages or pickup games and slash uh, fantasy draft tournaments. So it would be Ooh. like the pool of, it would be like the pool of MLW players and say it's like Kyle and you are captains and, or, you know, maybe there's four captains or whatever and you fantasy draft your team and then basically just do a, a mashup MLW tournament as like a video, you know, yeah. or a couple videos, a couple different, different fantasy drafts. I think that would be like kind of a interesting new thing to give um, some of the fans. And like also to, it kind of be funny to see like some guys who aren't on the same team interact mm-hmm. and stuff. I think it would be good, good, uh, good content. Yeah. I think Kyle and I kind of bounced ideas off each other in something of that sense, like some sort of off season series or little mini tournament something like that because it would be cool just for a video as you as you talked about you know we're always trying to improve especially in the off season for content and how to be creative and new and fresh i mentioned that um you know tournament vlog traveling vlog we're going to upload here in a in a couple months or weeks now so that's one thing we have in the schedule but i i think it's a good idea um you know i used to think like a couple years back like the oh we're gonna have like an MLW winter league with like the same guys and similar teams and like it'll be a thing but I almost feel like that would devalue the regular season a little bit like I don't want people to get burned out of how competitive like our players themselves yeah. getting burned out of the competitiveness but also the fans you know I think everyone looks forward to you know May 1st near opening day when MLW starting back up again and you get those amazing you know five six months of the season and then um, you know then you start thinking about the draft who you're bringing in how you're going to improve if your team didn't do so good, if your team did great, what do you change? That kind of thing. So I think the offseason has value in a sense. It's just how, yeah. to, how to balance it and how to do it the right way. And like you said, maybe some sort of uh, like you know fantasy drafted tournament kind of thing would be something cool we can incorporate. Yeah, I actually think what you said is really important, and I agree with you, even though I hadn't thought about it before. But the offseason off does serve a vital role in almost like hyping up the regular season, it if does. you will, because of the dead period. I was thinking more of like, you know, maybe one or two videos just yeah, in the yeah. off season in the dark, in the dark, dark ages of MLW in the off season, just to, just to have something to like, keep the fans like, Hey, you know, don't remember, you know, remember this channel? Like, Hey, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. this is a cool video mm-hmm. type thing. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. All, All right. right. What do you got for number five? To cap it off at number five. Um, to get onto this list, I will say one thing that I think we'd all love to see, especially, you know, Kyle, myself, everybody would love to see in the next couple of years, a new home for MLW. We love the Meadows. Awesome place to play. Some, we've developed some history now there over the years. We've been playing there since 2018. So now four seasons have been played at the Meadows. And, um, mm-hmm. but I always think, you know, we're focused on improving, taking that next step. And I think, you know, having our own kind of Wiffle Ball Stadium at some point in the near future would be an awesome step to take. So I think that's got to be on this list. Absolutely. This was the one I left for you because uh, mm-hmm. I figured we'd both, we'd both have it. But, um, you know, we saw the transition. We played at Colts Field for years and transition made the field a little bit bigger, changed some of the metrics, went to the Meadows, a lot more open space, you know, a lot more freedom of what to do there. Mm-hmm. Um but I think now we, we just got to keep going, right? Yeah. Like you said, don't have a definitive timeline on it, but at some point, right, to for MLW to sort of have its own facility or location where, you know, maybe the field's a little bit bigger, like the fence is backed up a little bit because we're all getting we're all getting older, all getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the age kind of stays at, at, you know, where it's at for the league, we might have to consider that. We talked on this podcast about you know lights like night games we mm-hmm. could do that at our, yep. at our own facility which would be really cool Kyle, like it's the night game yeah thing, having lights that would be really sweet and yeah just a, a, a new venue as a whole so i figured we'd both have that run written down because we've we've hinted at it in in different ways on this podcast before but i think it is important and definitely should be on the list yeah i agree and i'll tie this into my honorable mention the field kind of goes along with it but i think it's important for not only us but any business, any content creator, anything like that is just always, you know, pushing yourself farther and trying to improve and, you know, just doing the next best thing you can possibly do. Um, you don't want the content to get stale. 
I'm not saying the Meadows is stale yeah. by any means, but you know how cool would that be if we had our own, you know, turf wiffle ball field or new like grass wiffle ball field with a dirt infield, that kind of thing, lights and night games, just like. Looking at the how the contents improved from 2010 to 2013, from 2013 to 2017, from 2017 to 2021, like, if it weren't for those improvements you see along the years, you know, it feels natural in the moment because it's just small things here and there, but um, you always got to push yourself to that next level. It's how you become, you know, exponentially better over time. So I think that's, like, the honorable mention is just I had written down, you know, like, better cameras and, you know, just, like, getting better shots and, you know, more yeah. high-powered cameras like we have for the main cam, but that all ties into, you know, the new field and just, like, overall just improving and forcing yourself to get better yeah i mean as, as soon as you get complacent it's over it is you know we're, we're always looking to improve anything we can the it's it's incredible how good of quality images an iphone can get and mm -hmm. translate into a youtube video mm -hmm. but like think think about that how how much better if it was like if our camera technology was just increased by like the next threshold yep, of, exactly. of like camera in terms of, you know, whatever that may be dollar signs or performance. I don't know anything about cameras, but <laughs> you know, just always cons consistently setting the bar, hitting that bar, going over that, you know, always progressively going up. Um, I think that that's, that's the key in anything. Yeah, I agree with you. It's 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 a it's a balance because yeah you accomplish things. I hear like celebrities talk about this a lot. Like you accomplish things and it's important like to be grateful for what you've done. But yeah, like Jack said, the complacency thing's a scary a scary thing to to uh to experience. You don't want to be if you want to be a person who goes to the next level and a business that wants to go to the next level. Complacency is your enemy. You got to be ambitious. I think Kyle's a pretty ambitious guy as he sits over here in his MLW hoodie and is scrolling on his phone, probably scheming up something over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's true. It's true. It's super hard, and um, you know, it's tiring. I know for sure. Like between you know my, uh, you know, eight to five corporate job and MLW stuff, like I get tired all the time, and I feel like I'm still not pushing myself hard enough. So it's hard. It's hard balance. But I guess nobody said it was going to be easy, right? That's right. If everyone, if it was easy, everyone would be done. Everyone would do it. I know. It's crazy. I do think about that though a lot. Like especially this summer, like when I was going, you know, two or three times a week to the Meadows plus my job, I was like, what do people do? Like, they just have a job. Like, what do they do? What do they do in their free time? It's like, because I'm always running around. Like, what do you guys do? But, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely, it's, to each their own, right? To each their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we, I think we nailed that list, Jack. Seven I think we did too. I'm happy with that. things to improve on. I love them. Let, like I said, let us know what other improvements you guys want to see other favorites you guys had but i think uh i think we killed it to be honest with you i think we did well okay it is now time to get into today's cue of the day cue of the day today's cue of the day comes from josh steven on instagram if you want to submit a question of, of your own please submit them to at pipe it up mlw on instagram josh asks a very unique question and kind of a funny one, honestly. But he asks, has there ever been a slip-up where someone gave away who won or lost a game via social media before the video has been released? So by someone, he means like an MLW league member. And uh, I'll start this one off. A funny story looking back on it. I want to say it was before I was even playing again. I want to say it was like 2015 or 2016. And the Preds, where, you know, not the team they were, they are now. You know, this is when the Preds were really struggling. They couldn't really win a playoff series and win the big games. This may have even been before you were on the team, Jack. I can't remember. Maybe your first year. But anyway, I think you guys were playing the Cobras in a postseason series, and I was not there. I was up north with my family for this, for, like, Labor Day or something like that. And I remember I was bummed because I wanted to watch the series, and I was excited for the Preds to you know, try to make a run. And then I go on Twitter like that evening, and I hadn't talked to Kyle yet. And I see a tweet from the Predators MLW Twitter account, like the Alec has. And it's like, man, what a season. We lost. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I texted Kyle. And I was like, dude, Alec tweeted the results of the series. And I think Kyle called him out and was like, bro, what are you doing? I'm not going to upload this for another two months. I thought that was so funny looking back on it. And they probably had like between 15 and 50 followers in that Twitter account. So no one really saw it. And the league yeah. was only had like, you know, 30K subs on YouTube, so it was nowhere near where it is now. 
But just looking back, it was so funny. Alec just loses the series and then goes online. Yeah, we lost. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was so how, funny. How did he like make that blunder? That doesn't like he I was just, on that account the whole year, wasn't he? I think he was just kind of oblivious. Like he didn't care. Like I don't know. I, I guess we That's we never so really funny. like explicitly told him like to not say it. We thought it was just kind of implied, you know, that kind of thing. Right. All right. That makes sense. So That's you probably hilarious. don't remember that, but I remember just like I don't remember. I was <laughs> waiting to hear the results of the series, and I'm on Twitter, just like bored at night up north, and I just see, "What a year we lost!" And I'm like, "Wait, what? Preds lost? I guess." So funny. But Ward, uh, if you hear this somehow, if you remember that, let me know because that was funny. But, I'm sure yeah, he does. Have you ever heard I'm of sure anybody he spoiling series? I don't think I've ever. I've had people interrogate me for Mallard series, yeah. especially like the World Series and postseason, like. People coming at me, asking me questions. Even, like, grown people, like adults, at, like, the tournaments mm-hmm. we were at, like, at UIFs and at NWLA. Like, oh, who won your league? And I'm like, I'm not saying. What do you mean? And like, what do you mean? You're not going to tell me? And I'm like, no, man. I don't even know you. I, I can't. Tr- <laughs> I don't care how old you are. I can't really trust you. Sorry. Yeah. I feel like a jerk, and, like, it's kind of awkward, but I don't want one person to ruin it for 100,000 people who are going to watch this video. You can't trust anybody. Exactly. No way. Not, not with all that's on the line. It's too much on the line, Jack. Too much on the line. I wouldn't say that I've had any slip-ups, like, myself personally. I'm usually pretty careful about who I talk to and what I tell them about the league. Um, Obviously, like, before the stuff comes out. But uh, this past year, I was getting a lot of uh, DMs from people. I won't say harassing because that's kind of a powerful word. But uh, I was getting a lot of DMs asking me, you know, what happened in this game? What happened in that game? Who, like, are you going to trade? What are you going to do? All this stuff. And then I was getting DMs that were basically like, bro, like, how'd you pull off that trade before, like, the trade was even out? Or, like, congrats <laughs> on, like, congrats on, like, the series win. We got a whistleblower. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, and, and the kid would be like, the kid was like, he was like, oh, like, I promise, like, I won't tell anyone. Just, like, tell me, like, how you yeah, get it or, I like, who'd you trade lot. for? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know who you heard this stuff from, but, like, I'm, you're not getting anything from me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what you want, but I'm not really going to give out this intel. So I, will, I figured out who the, the source was. I won't name names. Um, I will say it was a rookie, so maybe – he wasn't uh, all caught up to date on the, you know, the crossing the T's and dying the eyes of the, you know, leaking public information during the season. But um, other than that, I haven't really had too many costly slip up issues. Well, I don't care who it was. He's never playing a game in MLW again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, man, people pressure you or people that the funny thing is, yeah, people will DM me saying like, I know who won. And I'm like, really? Do you? Then tell me. And then they're like, Yeah. No, man. I'm not gonna say it. Like, I'm not telling anybody. I'm like, you don't know. You want me to tell you now? <laughs> like, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. But um, people get mad. Yeah. Sometimes kids, like people that have DM me before and like ask me questions, that I'll answer because they're not like game related. I'm like, who won the yeah. series? And I'm like, uh, like I'm not saying. And then they get irritated. So it's yeah. always a funny balance. But yeah, sorry. Don't take it personal, guys. If you guys ask me who won the World Series or who won, did you make the playoffs or whatever. I'm not gonna tell you, but that's just for the for the better of everybody. We don't need. Yeah, it's for everyone there. else's enjoyment. Exactly, exactly. So it's way more fun that way, honestly. Oh, for like, sure. I like honestly, even being a part of the league. I enjoy if I'm not at the series, which I was at a lot of them this summer, but if I wasn't at the series, I really enjoy actually just waiting for the video to come out. Yeah, and I agree. I, it kind of gets through the grapevine, you know, like, oh, what happened? Because we're all looking at the standings and stuff. But mm-hmm. I like to keep as many details out of it and just watch the video because it's it's 10 times more enjoyable that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, I'm going to just sprinkle on a story here because I think it's hilarious. And I was just told this a few weeks back playing – Video games with my friend Mason. If you guys know Mason Rosman and Sam Reichert, they've both been in the league at some point. Those are my Xbox buddies I play with all the time. And um, we got on the topic of, yeah, like spoiling things somehow. And I think this goes along with this conversation of the whistleblowers in MLW. But <laughs> I, Mason was telling me that our friend Andrew Gorick, who's also been an MLW player on the Predators one day, um, yep. they were going to see the new Star Wars movie like the morning it came out at like 9 a.m. They had tickets for it. A h- huge group of them, like 10 of them, were having a sleepover at Mason's house. 
And then my buddy Andrew, it's all quiet, lights are all off, everyone's like going to bed. And he just goes, dude, no way. Somebody tweeted that Han Solo dies. And <laughs> everyone else in the room was like, bro, why would you say that? Like, even <laughs> if you saw it, you'd have to ruin it for everybody else. And Mason was like, I was so mad. We were all just so irritated. We didn't want to go to the movie anymore. But they all <laughs> went anyway. <laughs> but like... Oh my poor, gosh! Poor, poor Andrew probably didn't cross his mind like that. No, like he was probably upset himself that he saw it, and so he just blurted it out, but he just ruined it for everybody else, dude. Oh my gosh, that dude, is a killer! Just imagine, dude, some moron tweeted that Han Solo dies. <laughs> just ruined it for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. I was dying when I heard that story because if you know Andrew, Andrew's a super smart kid. He works in finance now, but like he could be an airhead from time to time like that. And right there, he just had a brain fart, and it was the funniest thing to me. But that's hilarious. That's uh, awesome. Nothing like nothing like ruining a movie for people. Oh, Jack, one more thing. We'll keep it quick because people don't care about us that much. Mm-hmm. But. We wanted to talk about things we wanted to accomplish before we turned 75 years old. Mm-hmm. Personal goals. Do you, yeah. you want to go through yours really quick or should we just not even do yeah. that? No, I only had one written down. One And it thing. was... No, I'm kidding. I was like, what? Um, I'm kidding. The first one written down was uh, have children, have those children, have children, and then show those children which are now my grandchildren all my youtube videos all my wow that's very specific and so on topic jack phenomenal phenomenal answer yeah that is a good that was the top one in all caps written down so dude what happens if youtube gets deleted like the world would stop that would suck i thought about that and i've already started uh burning all the youtube videos onto cds so it's just the audio right now (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna figure out a way to uh, get the visual going here. It's I think, so I think funny, the technology dude. will come around. Well, dude, even soon, that though, but... like, unless you like save a piece of technology that can show a video file today, seventy years from now, not seventy, fifty years from now, I doubt the files are gonna be the same. Like something will have changed no. by now. It's so, like it's no, not even yeah. worth anything. I don't know, but I mean, Google's such a big company. I feel like YouTube or it may like be called something different, but I feel like those videos are still going to exist. I feel like there's no way it goes somewhere. Yeah, they have to like in some capacity exist because at that point they're right. I mean, at that point, you're if they were to just eliminate that, you're almost just taking away people's jobs. It's like really. people's like property people, almost. Yeah, Maybe it's not, but I feel like it kind of is. Yeah, we did. We definitely have to read up on some literature. Yeah, in yeah. terms of the I agree. the legal proceedings of YouTube, but okay. Well, that's that's a goal on par for this podcast. Anything else personal yeah. that you have want to accomplish? Um, yeah, let me see here. I had uh be a business owner, also kind of on par here okay. in the entrepreneurial spirit. That's cool. Um I've What's, traveled what go ahead. Do you have a do you, first of all, do you have a dream business you want to own? Uh no, not really. Okay. Not yet. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited uh, to see it unfold. Once I figure that out, yeah, just you, wait. You let me know. You guys know. are all screwed. I'll, I'll invest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll come. You're going to be my first phone call. It's good. Uh, and then I, I've been around the continental United States, but I haven't been to Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. So I want to go there. Um, I also wanted to test my abilities. At some point, I need to uh, get the nerve to do a stand-up comedy skit. Wow. Now that might happen. That might happen closer to seventy-five when I really am just not caring yeah. as much about what other people think. But I want to do it before then. Jack, you could be um, out in living in Italy for all I care. You send me the ticket to your to your stand-up show, and I will fly and be. Yes, there. I would love yes. to go to that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I also put down learn how to surf. Okay. Because. Well. I don't know how, and I feel like I'd be really bad, but surfing videos are just so sick. And I, lo- and I feel like being honest, there's, there would be no comparable feeling I feel of like, like adrenaline, but same, but like calmness at the same time of being on a surfboard. I feel like, yeah, like if you could actually like do tube surfing, like where you're in the tube, like a giant wave. Oh yeah. So sick. That's like a once in a lifetime thing. Bucket list for sure. Exactly. And then I had, I mean, these are kind of cheesy, but I had, uh, go to a game at every NFL stadium. That's cool. Which would be a, which would be attainable, but probably Absolutely. after retirement, hopefully. 
Um, and then I had, this isn't even really an individual thing, but just to see the Lions win a Super Bowl. Oh, that should have been on my that list would, for sure. That would that would just kind of complete a lot of my uh, hardships growing up. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, that'd be a, that's like that's, a full. I feel like, I mean, this is really this is very extreme. I'll probably cut this out. Maybe I won't. But I feel like when the Lions win, it'll be like if I've accomplished my personal goals. Be like, okay, I'm ready. Like if I was 80 years old and the Lions won, I'm yeah, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go now. Like this is we're good. Yeah, <laughs> like, like my time we're good. Is gone. <laughs> yeah, like, like I pretty much done everything, yeah. said everything I want. That that'll like, probably be the last thing to be on the list. Still not checked off. To be honest with you, is the Lions winning. <laughs> I know that literally would that's like honestly that's like probably the most unrealistic thing I had on my <laughs> I kind of like agree all of that. those things I just said that's probably the most unrealistic yeah because you believe in yourself we don't believe in the lions it's out of your control exactly. it's out of your control I agree okay is that it I love that list that's yeah that's what I had for you mine's uh, a little more concise but I, I would like to share it with the listeners um, this is in no particular order but a couple of things I noted down here quickly before the show started was uh, first thing I wrote down was to own a second piece of property that's somewhere either in Florida or somewhere warm where I can live in the winter times. Nice. My grandma and grandpa would go down to Naples, Florida um, when they were healthy enough in the winter times here because the Michigan winter, not very fun as a young person, let alone being an old person. I can't imagine that. So I would love to have yeah. spend the Michigan's or spend the summers here on a Michigan lake somewhere and then like a piece of property condo or house something down in florida i would love that have the have the grandkids come visit yeah exactly i think that'd be that's a goal for sure number two um this sounds kind of crazy nowadays but this could even be too small of a goal but i have written down eight figure net worth so that's 10 mil i feel like with inflation well with inflation is that even that crazy though (laughs) it's really not no we might hit that by the end of 2022 <laughs> hey don't get political on me now jack don't get political no i'm just kidding but no, oh, I feel no like, that's a good goal i feel like that's a pretty i'm gonna get way bigger than that i'm gonna get way bigger than that oh i think that's a good minimum. goal because like because like it used to be like everyone wants to be a millionaire yeah. but i feel like there's a lot more millionaires now yeah. and it's not as hard to become a millionaire it's not, but it's but, not the same i feel like to re- to re- i feel like our generation to retire is going to need probably a minimum of a nice retirement like three four i would guess yeah that's, just a, that's yeah. just a guess a lot can change in in 50 right. years but okay right. so property somewhere warm eight figure net worth um third thing i have written down which i guess this is a little more serious would be just to have some sort of legacy both like physically and like a non-physical thing so like physically you want to like, be remembered yeah exactly so like Physically, it would be like, yeah, passing down those properties, your assets or whatever to your family and, and maybe even friends and whatnot. But then also... Or maybe like a statue of you yeah, you know, throwing a, a drop ball in the middle of Huron yeah, Metro Park. That, that's a given, like yeah. That's a given. Yeah. But um, And I'd say like a non-physical legacy would be, yeah, just like like people people remember Kobe for like the mama mentality and that kind of stuff. Like even if it's just among like family and friends, just like pass down something like intellectually that you can be remembered by and like people can strive for like... Something my grandpa would always say is like never be afraid to fail at anything. Like that's something that'll stick with me forever. Like that's to me that's like yeah. his legacy. I like that. I like that. Okay, number four. I have by seventy five. I would like to have seen the world by then because I feel like when you get older, it's harder to travel. So um, mm-hmm. I have like I never been to Europe. I would love to you know do a little two or three week Europe tour at some point. Um, Australia I've heard is pretty cool. Um, Brazil I've heard is a cool vacation spot. South Africa just like. Not along with the United States, just like seeing everything the world has to offer, you know, before your time here is done. So I think that's got to be done by 75. If I wait till 75, it's not going to happen. I'll be too old and grumpy and not want to move off my couch. Where would you not want to go? Where would I not want to go? Um, I mean, there's no, if you have never been there, why do you have a reason to not go there? You know what I mean? You should see everything for yourself and experience it. Good point. If, if it's accessible and safe, I would not want to say no the first time around. It's worth it's worth to experience for yourself, in my opinion. Valid. Okay, and then by seventy five, last thing I have written down is to be pretty much fully content with what I have accomplished because I feel like now I'm always stressed out about like what I'm gonna do or what the right decision is to make or you know all that stuff comes with being in your early twenties and finishing school and mm. figuring out the rest of your life. But I don't want to be str- <laughs> I don't want to be stressed out forever. By 75, hopefully I'm well-retired by then, and hopefully I'm content with what I've accomplished, and I can just 
take a deep breath and so, take in the Florida air on a nice January day. You know what I mean? So one of your accomplishments is simply being happy about your accomplishments. Being content, yeah, not wanting more, not being not yeah, being satisfied being with satisfied. what I've done. Yes. Being yes. satisfied. Because like I said, you don't want to be complacent, especially when you're young. But I don't want to yeah. be a greedy old man who's still like pinching pennies and <laughs> doing all this stuff. I want to be. Yeah. I want to be able to enjoy. But to retirement. play devil's advocate, I mean, if you had something you hadn't accomplished yet, maybe that would give you the will to live, and that That's might give true. you an extra twenty-five years. I mean, yeah. If the if the Lions haven't won yet, I'm not content at all. I'm clawing. Exactly. I'm clawing by the bit. If exactly. I'm, if I if the doctor's saying, "Sir, you don't have a lot of time left," I'm saying, "Do whatever you got to do." The Lions have not yet won because I need to see that before I go. We're gonna we're gonna be spoon feeding each other until we're 125. <laughs> I'm, literally. I'm gonna be drinking meals out of straws for ten years, waiting for the Lions to win a championship. Actually, literally. Gosh, that'll be. Oh my gosh, that'll just be such a great day for everyone who's ever rooted for the Lions. I don't want to talk about the Lions all podcast long. You get the idea. Yeah, what a, what a day that'll be. But what a podcast, Jack. I love this episode. That was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. That was refreshing. I agree. I agree. Um, I said this last week as well, but next week um, we're going to do a little holiday special. Jack and I will celebrate Christmas, so we'll do a little Christmas breakdown as well as the New Year's coming up. We'll talk about New Year's <laughs> as well. Um, after that, I anticipate us taking a week off between the holidays of Christmas and New Year's. Um, we may be doing something for Pipe It Up, but it won't be uploaded. So, wink, wink, something special could be coming. And then... <laughs> After the new year, on the first week of January, I anticipate us having a cool interview with a member of the Wiffleball community. So that's what you have to look forward to. It's been a banger of an episode. Jack, thanks for joining me as always. And, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.